Welcome to the Retail Economics Podcast, the hub of unique, independent, and illuminating insights on all things consumer and retail. Welcome to the Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from Retail Economics. It's designed to accumulate the latest key updates related to the fast-paced UK retail industry. My co-host and I will cover the latest top-line updates from the past week. Starting off with results in the food and grocery sector, Fortnum and Mason saw sales increase 17% year-on-year in the five weeks to Christmas, driven by food and decorations. Six million customers shopped online and in-store over the period, a third more than the previous year. However, the retailer reported that shoppers spent less on average and bought gifts later in the season than usual. Meanwhile, Ocado Retail saw sales climb 10.9% in its fourth quarter to 26th November, going on to see its highest ever level of sales over Christmas. Full-year revenue increased 7%, while average orders increased by 6.3%, and Booths recorded an 8.7% increase in sales in the three-week trading period ending 6 January, with sales in the seven days to December 25th climbing to a record 8.3% year-on-year. Elsewhere in the sector, Naked Wines revealed constant currency sales fell 10% year-on-year in its third quarter, as the retailer's average repeat customer base declined by 12%. Moving on to employment news. Asda's Gosport Superstore staff postponed planned strike to the 19th of January to allow the retailer to respond to GMB Union's position. The retailer is also trialling a four-day week amid concerns over a high turnover rate for store managers. Meanwhile Lidl is set to close its Walsall warehouse, putting 100 jobs at risk. Affected employees are being offered the option of redundancy or redeployment, with the closure taking place in 12 months' time. In other news, Tesco is temporarily selling smaller vegetables to support UK farmers. It comes as growers in several parts of the country have been affected by storms and flooding since October. Aldi introduced contactless payment at its checkout free store in Greenwich, London. The latest change will mean shoppers do not have to register using the Shop and Go app, and will be able to tap a contactless payment card or smartphone to gain access to the store. In terms of people moves, Morrison's owner private equity firm Clayton Jubilee and Rice appointed former Tesco chief executive Sir Dave Lewis as an operating advisor. Sir Dave's role will include sourcing new investment opportunities and supporting the company's European portfolio. And in pricing news the co-op will no longer offer its 2p for every £1 spent reward scheme from the 24th of January, replacing it with an expanded range of member-exclusive prices and deals. Meanwhile Aldi is reducing prices on over 40 popular grocery products, by up to 17% with the aim of supporting consumers in the post-Christmas period. Now let's move on to the clothing and footwear sector. Shein's US IPO could be delayed as the retailer waits for approval from a Chinese regulator, having filed with the regulator in November. Meanwhile Uniqlo is suing Shein, accusing the retailer of copying its popular round mini-shoulder bag. It has demanded that Shein immediately stop selling the bag as well as compensation. Meanwhile Superdry is reportedly seeking advice from PwC regarding its funding options for its turnaround following a profit warning in December. Moving on to results, Burberry saw revenues fall by 5% across Europe, the Middle East and Africa, and by 15% across the Americas in its third quarter to the 30th of December, while Asia-Pacific revenues edged up 3%. The retailer lowered its adjusted operating profit guidance for the year to the 30th of March, 2024. Meanwhile, Mulberry total retail sales fell 1.5% in the 13 weeks to the 30th of December, 2023, with UK sales falling 4% and international sales climbing 3.9%. The retailer blamed the lack of VAT-free shopping for its UK results. 
N. Brown recorded a 9.3% fall in revenue to £226 million in the 18 weeks to the 6th of January, with product revenue down in the period, but improving on falls in its first and second quarters. Finally, Seasalt reported record Christmas trading performance, seeing a 16% year-on-year increase in sales in the five weeks to the 30th of December. In other news, Fraser's Group increased its stake in ASOS for the third time this month to 25.9%, having become the retailer's second-largest shareholder in 2023. The group also increased its stake in Boohoo from 17% to 22%, becoming its largest shareholder. And in terms of acquisitions, Brand Alley acquired a majority stake in footwear resale platform The Edit LDN, which began seeking a buyer in late 2023 as a result of cash flow issues in the final quarter. A formal restructuring process will follow the acquisition, and JD Sports acquired Poland-based clothing and footwear company Marketing Investments Group, as it looks to strengthen its presence in Central and Eastern Europe. The retailer bought a 40% minority stake in the group, making it the sole owner of the company. Moving on to health and beauty, Asda is set to launch a supermarket spa to mark the arrival of its health menu range. The spa, which will be running for two days, will offer a range of health treatments paired and price matched with items from the range. Proceeds will go to Tickle Pink, the retailer's charity partner. Meanwhile Holland and Barrett revealed a £4 million wellness campaign, which will run a 60 and 30 second clips on television as well as on social and digital platforms, as part of a partnership with The Guardian. The retailer is also embarking on a three-year partnership with THG's tech division Ingenuity to overhaul its supply chain. The partnership would result in THG Ingenuity becoming the retailer's primary e-commerce operational partner in the UK and Ireland. In other news, Liberty is expanding its range of own brand products and plans to launch a full beauty offering. It follows the launch of the store's LBTY beauty brand in 2023, which offered five luxury perfumes. And in terms of results, Superdrug sales jumped 9.2% in the four weeks to 30th December, which the retailer attributed to its investment in value. The launch of its VIP Rewards tier additionally resulted in a 74% year-on-year increase in online app sales in December, and THG sales increased 1.1% to £597.9 million in the golden quarter, driven by strong beauty performance, including Cult Beauty and Pericone MD. Beauty sales were particularly strong in the UK. In terms of electricals results, Currys saw group sales fall 3% in the 10 weeks to January and 4% in its first half while international sales increased 2% and fell 6% in each respective period. The retailer forecasts full-year profit ahead of market expectations, and in terms of homewares results, Don Elm saw sales growth of 4.5% to £872 million in its first half, with second-quarter sales edging up by 1%. The retailer noted seasonal products such as electric blankets and oversized hoodies performed well in the period. In other homewares news, Australian home and electricals retailer Harvey Norman will open its first store in England at the Merry Hill Shopping Centre, Dudley as part of its UK expansion. The retailer already operates two branches in Northern Ireland. And in the furniture and flooring sector, IKEA committed to continue with its planned price cuts despite disruption in the Red Sea, confirming that it had enough stock to absorb any shocks to its supply chain. In the DIY and gardening sector, B&Q saw sales of snow and ice-related products, including gas heaters, window insulation, draft excluders and grit salt, jumped by 62% this week, in response to Met Office warnings about a cold snap, and Wix is offering store managers the option to work four longer days a week in store or flex their hour across the week to better suit their lifestyle. The change follows a successful six-month trial across 14 stores, and is now being rolled out across the retailer's store estate. Now let's have a look at department stores, marketplaces and specialists.
Key refurbishment and investment plans were announced this week. Poundland is set to begin refurbishing 11 of the 71 Wilco stores it acquired in 2023, with work on the first set of stores due to be completed by 27th January. Fraser Group plans to close its House of Fraser store in Maidstone in March and turn it into a multi-brand flagship. The store will reopen in the autumn in the Fraser's department store format, alongside other group brands such as Flannels and Sports Direct. And Marks and & Spencer is set to invest £30 million in Scotland, opening new stores and expanding existing ones. The investment will be concentrated in Aberdeen, where £15 million will be spent on doubling the retailer's Union Square City Centre branch. And in terms of results, Card Factory recorded a 7.8% increase in like-for-like sales during November and December, noting an increase in both transactions and average basket value. The works recorded an adjusted pre-tax loss of £7.8 million in the 26 weeks to the 29th October, attributing the loss to inflation and an increase in national living and minimum wages. Pepco Group recorded revenues of £1.63 billion, and constant currency revenue growth of 10.8% year-on-year, a new record, in the first financial quarter ending 31 December. And watches of Switzerland's shares dropped 33% on 18 January, as the company reduced expected revenue and constant currency revenue growth from previous guidance. In other news, the range is set to open two new Wilco stores in the spring, with exact dates yet to be announced. It follows the opening of three concept Wilco stores in December, and Sainsbury's general merchandise commercial director Paul Nicolds left the retailer to take up the role of chief executive at the White Company, starting at the end of March. That's all for this week's news update. You've been listening to The Retail Roundup, your weekly briefing from Retail Economics. Let us know what you thought by posting a review or rating on your podcast platform. If you enjoyed this show, remember to follow us and tune in again next Monday for the latest updates. Sign up for more insight, including reports and thought leadership on all things retail and consumer at retaileconomics.co.uk. Thanks for listening.